Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Just a reminder, you are listening to this show on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. It's game day for the Columbus Rapids as I will be headed to the Columbus Civic Center as I get ready to call the Columbus Rapids men and women's team on the pitch against the Fayetteville Fury in the National Indoor Soccer League as we are wrapping up the season, and we got a great show for you. Going to talk about the Spencer Greenwaves' magical run to the state championship. They were able to beat Westover and Macon last night, and they win their first state title since 1973. In a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Atlanta Hawks drop their second straight game to the Milwaukee Bucks, and they are not the same team as they were that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'll get into that. And in the NFL offseason, it's been a crazy week. We've had Carson Wentz going to the Washington Commanders. And could Jimmy Garoppolo be on the move in San Francisco? I'm going to start the show out with March Madness. These conference tournament games have been very compelling. It's been a wild March Madness so far. I tell you, I was watching these games. You had Stanford come back from 17 down to beat Arizona State 71 to 70. Now, I don't think Stanford is going to win the Pac-12. They got to take on Arizona next. But Stanford was one of those historic programs in the late 90s, early 2000s, coached by Mike Montgomery and then later Johnny Dawkins that made it to the Final Four in 1998. They were a number one seed a couple of times. They were upset by Gonzaga in 1999 when Gonzaga was a number 10 seed, and that started their improbable run. But Stanford hasn't done anything. So that was nice to see. That was a nice win. And head coach Bobby Hurley for the Arizona State Sun Devils, where does he go from here? We had another buzzer beater as Virginia Tech beats Clemson 76-75. to the Patriot League final, Colgate defeats Navy 74 to 58. You had Virginia beating Louisville 51 to 50. And so here's some of the games that are on tap today. As we have a second round game in the Big Ten tournament, you know, the Big Ten is scheduled to have more teams than any conference in this tournament. Indiana and Michigan, both considered bubble teams, will be playing each other. Syracuse that destroyed. I'm talking destroyed Florida State. They're going to be without Buddy Bayheim. He got suspended, but they're taking on Duke. It's just a battle of two legendary coaches, Jim Bayheim and Coach K. In the SEC, you have also two bubble teams, Florida and Texas A&M, playing each other. Missouri taking on LSU. You have Sacramento State taking on Montana State. I tell you what, I watched Sacramento State at 11 in the morning yesterday as they were taking on Idaho. They were playing that game at 9 o'clock in the morning. Unreal. Of course, I was a fan of Sacramento State when I lived in Sacramento. They have never made the NCAA tournament. They haven't even gotten close. I'm just shocked that they haven't been a better program, especially 
with the rise of the Keens in the early 2000s. And Sacramento State doesn't have any alumni, no facilities. They play in a gymnasium that seats 2,000 fans. The only time they get to go to the big arenas when they play UC Davis, they'll go to the Golden One Center. You have Boston College taking on Miami. Miami is a lock to make this tournament despite what they do in the ACC quarterfinal. West Virginia and Kansas. Kansas is projected to be a number one, but if they are to lose in the quarterfinal, they could miss out on being a number one seed. I just think it's great. You got Vanderbilt in Alabama. Vanderbilt was able to beat Georgia last night. Let me talk to you about Georgia basketball. Georgia lost to Vanderbilt last night, 86 to 51. Thanks to Scotty Pippen Jr.'s 14 points. He's Vanderbilt's best player. Vanderbilt is 16 and 15. Vanderbilt was considered one of the worst teams in the SEC. But Georgia, I mean, Georgia was at the bottom of the barrel in the SEC. They finished with a 6 and 26 record. 6 and 26. I believe Tom Crean will be fired. This was the most embarrassing season that Georgia has ever had in basketball. And I went through the archives. I went on to sportsreference.com and I looked through the history of Georgia basketball. There's some mediocrity, but not this bad. Even Tom Crean's second year, they went 16-16. and They had the best player in all of basketball. They had Anthony Edwards. But this is how bad it got. And shockingly, they got two wins over Memphis and Alabama. But here are their losses. They lose to Wofford. They lost to Jacksonville, George Mason, East Tennessee State, and Gardner-Webb. None of those teams are even considered to be a team that's going to make the tournament. Georgia had an abysmal 1-17 in the SEC. That is low for Georgia basketball standards. To add insult to injury, when Georgia's football team won the national championship and they had that parade in Athens, that Saturday night, they completely embarrassed themselves at home losing to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt ended an eight-year drought beating Georgia on the road. Georgia has no players. They don't have the facilities. And I'm not sure if they need to get a retread coach. Maybe they might need to get an up-and-coming coach that is willing to recruit. You have to be committed to recruiting Georgia basketball players. You've got to be committed to recruit at the University of Georgia. And this has been unacceptable. All right, so basketball in the state of Georgia, I tell you what, The city of Columbus has been put on the map. When Carver won the state title for the boys and the girls in 2019, then the girls won it in 2021. Now the Spencer boys win the state title by beating Westover 62-42 last night in Macon for the Quad A GHSAA state championship. I listened to the game on 94.1 as Carlos Williams I actually listened to him when Carver was in the state title against Benedictine, and I listened to him call the Spencer boys in the state title. And, you know, he, when it comes to high school sports in Columbus, there's nobody better when it comes to play by play. I've met him a couple of times as he was in the studio doing the high school report for 95.7 ESPN radio when I was a guest host. We were in the studio back when, uh, The station was allowing to have local sports programming in the studio. So congratulations to Spencer. That's just one of those things. They haven't won a state title since 1973. 
and great for the program. Spencer, I a long time ago, when I first moved to Columbus, I spoke at Spencer High School for uh, the National Guard, and they used to have a, a high school near Fort Benning, and they, they moved over to Fort Benning Road, and they have nice facilities. They should have a football stadium down there that will be ready in the fall. A lot of good things happening in South Columbus that great for the Spencer Green Wave, and uh, they're now state champions. That's something that those kids can take with them for the rest of their life. We remember state champions in the city of Columbus. Shaw won a state title in 2000 for football. Carver won a state title in 2007 for football. And recently, when you enter Columbus, there's a sign that says the Carver boys and girls state champions for the 2018-2019 season. It will forever be known and great for them. Hey, locally here in Columbus, we do have a game tonight. The Columbus Rapids men and women's team taking on the Fayetteville Fury at the Columbus Civic Center. Both teams are 4-9 and nine on the season, and they will be making the playoffs this year. Every team makes the playoffs. The playoffs will start on April 2nd and 3rd up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. You have the Columbus State men and women's team in the NCAA tournament for NCAA Division II taking place this Friday. The Columbus State men's team will take on Queens out of North Carolina in the first round of the Southeast Regional. And the women's team will take on the number one seed, North Georgia. So good luck to the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars. And you can catch those games on 88.5 WCUG. We had a pretty exciting night in the NBA last night. The Atlanta Hawks dropped their second straight as they lose to the Milwaukee Bucks 124-115 to in a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals. Giannis scored 43 points. He had Trey Young with 27. But where was John Collins? 0 for 9 from the field. This is not a max contract player. John Collins has been the most disappointing Atlanta Hawk. I seriously thought this team would gel together and they would they would continue to progress and be a playoff team, not necessarily a team that makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals because the Eastern Conference is stacked. But the Hawks at 31 and 34, they can't get over the hump. They can't get to 500. They'll take on the Clippers this Friday. Looking at the standings in the Eastern Conference, they are a game and a half above the Washington Wizards, tied with the Charlotte Hornets, who lost to the Boston Celtics on the road. The Boston Celtics, they've won eight of their last ten. They've won four straight. Jason Tatum is starting to become a superstar in this league. I did not think that he was a a one. I, I thought that Jason Tatum was a two. But I think that Jason Tatum... He's starting to be he's starting to he's starting to become a a top 10 player in this league. But with that win by the Bucks, they've won 6 straight and they are now 2 games behind the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference. Can the Milwaukee Bucks run it back? Can they win back-to-back NBA titles? It's hard to do. It is hard to do unless you're a dynasty. We've seen it done with the Golden State Warriors, we've seen it done with the Heatles, with Wade, Bosh and LeBron. But Milwaukee, if you really want to get technical, they really only have one superstar, and then they have two really good all-stars, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. But they have one superstar. The formula to win a championship in this league is to have two superstars. The Atlanta Hawks need to be taking notes. They need to be trading away 
Kevin Herter, John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, they need to go get another superstar. Maybe Anthony Davis, but that's kind of a reach. He's not healthy. Bradley Beal, go get another superstar to play alongside Trey Young if you want to win a championship. But it's really not working out for the Atlanta Hawks. So the Lakers lose again. I thought they were going to build off that win over the Golden State Warriors last Saturday night. I was wrong. The Lakers lose to the Houston Rockets 139-130 to in overtime. LeBron passed up on a shot to win it in regulation. Carmelo Anthony misses the shot. And the Rockets go on a 13-0 run in overtime and defeated the Lakers. Jalen Green, the second overall draft pick in the NBA draft, had a career-high 32 points. You know, he's actually starting not to be a bust. I actually thought that he was going to be a bust, and he actually played very well. Yeah, the two top teams in the NBA. I don't know if this is going to be a preview of the NBA Finals. The Phoenix Suns got a big win on the road, 111-90, to as Devin Booker had 23 points. Phoenix has already clinched a playoff berth. They're 53-13, and and they're doing it without Chris Paul. But Chris Paul has laid the foundation because where were the Phoenix Suns without Chris Paul? They weren't even a playoff team. They had a good team around Devin Booker with DeAndre Ayton who's starting to become a very good player. But they also have good role players like Cameron Payne and Jay Crowder and Miles Bridges. Phoenix looks like a team that can be the best team in the NBA. But don't sleep on the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets and Nikolai Jokic continues to dominate. The Nuggets are now 40-26, and and they are tied with Dallas for the fifth seed. Utah at 41-24. and Golden State is now in third place, but they have lost seven of their last 10. And you got the Memphis Grizzlies as a number two seat. Boy, this is going to be a fun Western Conference. And Minnesota's pretty good. That playing game is going to be a very exciting game. Minnesota taking on the Lakers. Minnesota taking on the Clippers. Minnesota starting to look like a very good team. The matchups tonight in the NBA, you have Ben Simmons returning to Philly. Well, not really. He's not going to play. He will be on the bench for the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden taking on his former team. That's going to be the nationally televised game tonight. I'm interested to see that game. As the Sixers are a much different team with James Harden. Now they have two superstars, Joel Embiid and James Harden, and they can win a championship. Anytime you have two top five players in the league on one team, like a Shaq and Kobe, like a LeBron and AD when AD is healthy, you can win a championship. And the Sixers have that formula right now. They have good role players, good defensive stoppers, like a Thibel. They have a Tyrese Maxey, who's an up-and-coming player. The Sixers can win a championship. The Golden State Warriors have been struggling. They're taking on the Denver Nuggets tonight in Denver. I mean, we have the Bucks and the Warriors on uh, Saturday. That's the NBA showcase game on Saturday. On Sunday, we have the Knicks and Nets, and then we have the Mavericks and the Celtics. So a pretty good slate of games. I'm interested to see that. So Carson Wentz gets traded to the Washington Commanders. The Indianapolis Colts will have their fifth quarterback in five years. This seemed like a desperate move by the Washington Commanders, but Carson Wentz now goes to the NFC East where he'll have to play the Philadelphia Eagles twice. I don't know what's going on in Indianapolis, but I think they have a plan. They want to try and get Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think that that would be the perfect move If the 49ers traded Jimmy Garoppolo to the Indianapolis Colts 
for a conditional two third round picks, which would be second round picks, despite if Jimmy Garoppolo was able to perform well. I'm just guessing, but that might be the plan. Of course, with NFL free agency coming up and we have the franchise tags being placed on players, you know, the NFL is always going to be relevant in the offseason. And we're talking about that on this show, which is great for the league. It's great for the brand. But come April, I'm going to talk a lot of USFL as the Birmingham Stallions is the local team in this area. And I will talk about them. We have the Columbus Lions on April the 23rd, taking on the Jacksonville Sharks as they try to avenge their loss to the Albany Empire in the NAL Championship last year. It's going to be a great season. Mason Espinoza comes back, the reigning MVP of the NAL. And Jarman Fortson, the veteran wide receiver, returns to Columbus. That is going to be exciting. And I'm looking forward to being part of the broadcast team. And we're going to have such a fun time as Columbus has four professional sports teams. The Columbus Chattahoots released their schedule a couple of days ago. Their opener is going to be on June the 4th at Historic Golden Park, where they will take on the expansion Chocolaca Monsters out of Oxford, Alabama. Same ownership group as the Columbus Chattahoots, and they do have some players coming back from last year's team like Clay Weatherly, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Columbus Chattahoots this year, but I'm really looking forward to everything that's going on in the world of sports. I got Brad Page on the show. Uh, We actually did a a video broadcast on StreamYard, which you could see on uh, the Facebook page, but I think it's time to bring Brad on the show. So Major League Baseball cancels the second week of the regular season after a discussion from the Players Association and the owners failed to generate a new collective bargaining agreement. The season, which they've already axed 162 games. I don't know how many games this is going to be. In the 98th day of the MLB lockout, the season won't be able to start until April the 14th. That is the earliest that the season will start. Come on, guys. Let's get a deal done. I don't want to get on this show and not have to talk about baseball. We should be having spring training games right now. Opening day should be March the 31st. I should be talking about the Atlanta Braves and how they're going to run it back and win another World Series because they're going to have a great team. I don't even know what this team's going to look like because we can't make deals right now. All I know is they have a stacked outfield and what's going to happen with Freddie Freeman. But we can't talk about that right now. Just like we can't talk about Bruno. But Major League Baseball is in turmoil, and they have got to get a deal done. When I heard that they were having talks, I was hoping for the best. But then I heard the word that another weekend of games have been canceled. Come on, guys. Let's get a deal done. Get it done. All right. In the next couple of weeks, we will have World Cup qualifying games. as The United States will take on Mexico on March the 21st. I would love to have Eric Taylor back on. We could talk about World Cup qualifying. Definitely going to have him back on the show when they have the draw for the World Cup. As, of course, the World Cup is going to be in Qatar this year. It won't happen until November, obviously because of the weather. And congratulations to Tiger Woods for making the Golf Hall of Fame. Rightfully so. He is considered one of the greatest golfers of all time. I, I, I feel he's the GOAT. I mean... 
I know that he does not have the majors that Jack Nicholas has, but if you look in Tiger Woods prime from 2000 all the way to 2008, there wasn't a better golfer than Tiger Woods. He was by far the greatest golfer. Anytime you can dominate your sport and there's nobody even close to you, like Jerry Rice when it came to wide receivers, Tom Brady when it comes to quarterbacks, Tiger Woods was as dominant as you could possibly get and at a young age, and hopefully he could play golf at a competitive level. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in March of 2020, but the ceremony was delayed because of COVID-19. This was a Hall of Fame ceremony that he... So Tiger Woods has won 15 majors. He won the Masters in 1997. But his greatest major accomplishment was winning the 2000 U.S. Open by 15 strokes. But my favorite moment from Tiger Woods was in 2019 when he won the Masters. All right, I think it's time to bring Brad Page on the show. So don't go anywhere. We'll have Brad on the show. Of course, he was my Wednesday guest. I've moved him to Thursday. We actually tried to do a show on Wednesday, but we had some technical difficulties. We are able to fix those. And I was able to get him on the show today. Don't forget that Gabe Reynolds is going to be the guest on the show tomorrow. We'll be back in a few. I'll have Brad on the show. And a good evening to everybody. Welcome to a special episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, along with my Thursday guest now, Brad Page. Uh, just want to remind you, you are listening to the Sports Beat on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. Man, it's great to be here. I uh, appreciate you uh, letting me be on here. Always a fun time. Uh, looking forward to it. So this is actually the first time in 20 years that we actually have uh, done a show together face-to-face. Why don't we just call this the Up All Night Show reboot show? I think that would be pretty cool if we, we could start that up and get some guests, former Freed Harmon. Yeah, 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 I'm all for that. All right, so yesterday we had quite a few things go on. Uh, Russell Wilson, he gets traded to the Denver Broncos. Uh, what are your thoughts on that trade? trade? Well, I think Denver got a, a great quarterback, a great veteran quarterback um, who, who has definitely proven a lot over the years. Um, they are a young, up-and-coming team, but I think he's definitely going to help them. I just look at Seattle. I don't. I'm, I'm just wondering how their quarterback situation is going to be now. Which, if it's Drew Locke, or if they're going to go into the draft and 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 possibly find a quarterback there. But uh, but Denver already has some good weapons. Uh, Javante Williams is a great running back. Uh, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. He had a great uh, year, um, so they're. I think I think they did a, a good job of getting uh, Russell. Well, it's definitely been the wild, wild west in the NFL trades. Of course, Carson Wentz got traded to the Washington Commanders for two second round, third round picks, conditional second round picks. Uh, Carson Wentz back in the NFC East. He just can't catch a break. He's got to face the Eagles twice and the Washington Commanders. Today and yesterday have really been really some wild things have happened in, in the NFL. 
And, um, yeah, you look at the Colts now, oh, where are they going to turn for a quarterback? Are, are they going to try to find somebody in the draft? Or are they going to bring in Jimmy G or Jameis Whitson? You know, who You know who, who are they going to look to? That's going to be the question for them uh, going on. I actually thought about that, that the 49ers could trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Indianapolis Colts for a second-round pick. I called it. I think that that would be a good fit for Jimmy G to go to the Colts. And also maybe they might could get Teddy Bridgewater or, you know, or some somebody else. You know, Marcus Mariota might come back to the AFC South. Man, that would be something, <laughs> him playing Tennessee. Um, but now I think it's the Titans' division to lose. You know, I mean, they've, they've proven they can um, have a great season with the players they have. You know, they they are two games shy away from the Super Bowl last year. And now you just the other teams at AFC South have just got a shaky quarterback situation. You know, you look at the Jaguars, how's Trevor Lawrence gonna be his second year? Houston, what are they gonna do for quarterback? And uh, a lot of people were thinking that Ryan Tannehill was gonna get traded, but no, Tennessee is gonna keep Tannehill for sure. Uh, they they made that clear because they did not go after Rodgers. You know, we know Rodgers is staying in uh, Green Bay, and I, I think Tan Hill's going to stay with Tennessee. Uh, they might try to get a, a backup, um, even though they did sign Logan Woodside to a one-year deal. So they may they may try to get a, a young quarterback in a draft just for insurance. But um, the Colts, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of questions there now, um, especially as quarterback. And switching gears, Brad, uh, March Madness is exactly what it is going on. Conference tournaments. I I actually I love March Madness, these conference tournaments. I was actually watching Sacramento State play at a game that was 9.30 Mountain Time. It happened at 11.30. Yeah, I was definitely in bed then because of my early schedule that I have. But, yes, I am definitely ready for March Madness. It's just days away. I mean, I am so pumped up. We, you know, we've already got a few teams in the big dance already. I'm excited to see who else comes out. You know, you know, Chattanooga had a great uh, game Monday night, buzzer beater. You know, I'm I'm curious to see which one of these little teams is going to make a run. You know, who who is going to be the Cinderella this year? That's what I'm wondering. You know. So Navy plays Colgate tonight in the Patriot League. I had to do some research. Navy has not made the NCAA tournament since the 90s. And I'm rooting for Navy. Uh, Bryant, uh, did you happen to catch that uh, brawl in the stands between Bryant and Wagner? Actually, but no, no, I, de- I definitely missed on that one. Well, brawls are always fun. <laughs> Uh, just not in uh, basketball, you know. We don't want to have another malice at the palace. <laughs> I remember exactly where I was <laughs> when when it came to malice at the palace. Just looking at some of the things. But SEC tournaments getting underway. Um, it'd be interesting to see which one of these lower seeds might make a run. You know, if it's going to be Texas A and M or maybe Alabama. You know, maybe Alabama might make a run. I know Tennessee plays uh, Friday, but you know, we're waiting to see who's going to. You know, come out and everything, but it'd be interesting to see who's going to be the sleeper team if there is one in, in the SEC that could possibly make a run. Yes, absolutely. Right now, Ole Miss is going to take on Missouri and Georgia taking on Vanderbilt. 
I believe that head coach Tom Crean will be fired because George is going to lose to Vanderbilt, and they're going to have 26 losses. That's unreal. It's unreal. It's going to be um, something to see where they look for, Coach. Definitely, you know, what direction they go in. Hopefully they can get their program back going, you know. You know, the SEC tournament is very interesting because they have the double bye. You have Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky all with double buys. You have Thursday games where Florida's taking on Texas A&M. Mississippi State's taking on South Carolina. LSU and Alabama. So they all have buys. But they're going to take on the winners of the first round games, which is Ole Miss and Missouri and Georgia and Vanderbilt. Uh, you are you a fan of the double buy in the SEC tournament, where the team with the double buy doesn't play until Friday? It, it is something, you know, because you kind of want to keep that momentum going. You know, you kind of want to stay hot. You don't want to be cold when you get out on the floor. You know, like you haven't played in forever. You know, I think I think it might have an effect on Tennessee, but. Um, I think the top teams, the top seeded teams, know what they're there to do. You know, I think I think they will be ready. Um, I'm hoping Tennessee will keep it up, you know, and and play well, and um, maybe they'll finish as. I mean, if if they win the turn the SEC tournament, hopefully they'll get a number three seed, possibly a two. But if not, you know, I still see them hopefully being a three or four seed. You know, bear. So you ready for the final bracketology lesson? It's going to be finals week. Bracketology 101. I've been stressing out about it, man. But, yeah, yeah. Um, let's bring it on, man. Okay, so Gonzaga won the West Coast Conference last night. They are going to get the overall number one seed. But according to Joe Lenardi, ESPN.com, your number one seeds are Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, and Kansas. They dropped Auburn and Kentucky to a number two seed, along with Duke and Purdue. Tennessee is the number three seed. You happy? You happy? With- Absolutely. I mean, I think I think that's very fair. Um, you know, I mean, especially for them to be uh, number three right now, and and hopefully, uh, depending on what they do in the tournament, they can keep that three seed or hopefully higher. So yeah, yeah, I think that's very fair. And they they had some big wins too this year as well. You know. It's, Surprising to see um, them on that buy list. <clears throat> All right. All right. So, so, as you can see you just... here, you have the West and the South. All right. So, Gonzaga is a number one overall seed. You got Baylor, the other overall number one seed. Look at where Tennessee's at. Do you like that matchup of them playing Princeton? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be an interesting uh, matchup. It looks like we're in Baylor's uh, bracket, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we beat them. We possibly play Iowa. Then uh, Duke. I've always wanted to see Tennessee play Duke. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, you know, we've really never gotten to that point. You know, I always thought Tennessee would play, you know, Duke uh, uh, someday. So, yeah, that would be a great uh, matchup. <clears throat> Now we're at the other side of the bracket, the east and the west, where we have Kansas and Arizona, number one seeds, Kentucky and Auburn, number two seeds. Yeah, yeah, that'd be some fun matchups there, it looks like. The Seahawks released Bobby Wagner. So Seattle is now in a rebuilding mode. How bad are the Seattle Seahawks going to be next year? It's going to be, well, you know, we're always used to seeing them pretty decent, you know. Middle of the pack, and now without Russell Wilson, yeah, um, 
It just depends who who their quarterback's going to be. If they're going to go with Drew Locke or, or they're going to try to find somebody in the draft, pick up somebody in free agency. It all depends on the on the quarterback they have. They're they're not going to be as good as they have been because yeah they're you know they just got rid of or Wagner so as well. Seattle's got a long road. It's been a wild early week in the NFL. Be interesting to see how Denver does with Russell Wilson if Seattle can recover. But also, um, Coach K just had his last game days ago. What a career Coach K had. Uh, how he was able to bring a small college like Duke into a national powerhouse, being in, win so many championships, so many Final Fours. You know, it'd be great to see, you know, how he does in a tournament. Um, but uh, what a career Coach K has uh, had, definitely. Yeah, I mentioned Coach K on my show earlier and his legacy, how he won five titles. The title that I remember, well, first of all, the 92 Duke team was considered probably one of the greatest teams of all time. But the 1991 Duke Blue Devils, Grand Hills freshman year, I'm a little bitter. I was a huge UNLV fan. And when Duke beat UNLV, I was heartbroken. Yeah. Well, I always remember the Leitner shot because I was watching that game when it did happen, you know, when they played Kentucky and the Thomas Hill, the Leitner shot. That's what I always remember about Duke, probably that shot right there. Um, but the players that he has developed have done so well in the NBA. I mean, we've had some great players that played for Duke. That are, you know, that are still doing well. Jason Tatum's doing great. Um, you know, so many others. You know, um, Irving. You know, so many, so many great players. He was able to help develop. Man, I can't wait. I am so ready for it, man. Um, it's finally here. Um, I'm looking forward to some great, exciting games. I hope there's going to be a lot of close games, buzzer beaters, kind of like what we saw with Chattanooga and Furman. You know, I hope. Uh, I hope most of the games will be very competitive, and um, I'm, I'm excited to see which team you know we haven't really thought of that's going to make a big run. Yeah. That's what March Madness is all about. <clears throat> and let the madness begin. I cannot wait to fill out brackets. Brad, it was great having you on the show. We're going to dub this not just the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, but also the Up All Night Show reboot show for the Facebook page. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Thank you, Richard, for always letting me uh, join you, be on here. It's good to see you. Good to hear from you. I appreciate it, man. And you've been watching. I had to take myself off mute there. Uh, You've been watching the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and uh, Brad Page is my guest. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. And don't forget, I'll have Gabe Reynolds on tomorrow's episode is he's got a special announcement i cannot wait for that show and i also have a special announcement on the show as i've been selected as a color commentator for the columbus lions uh, indoor football team in columbus georgia the first game is going to be april 23rd against the jacksonville sharks and i'm excited about being if you want to call Gary Danielson, chris collinsworth john madden i mean i'll probably take that all the personality I just hope I'm not like Booger McFarlane and I just say like state the obvious and <laughs> Man, I'm happy for you, Richard. I am yeah, that that that's wonderful, man. I'm 
I'm so proud for you always, man. And yeah, just do your thing, man. You're going to be fine. Thanks again, Brad. I appreciate that. And uh, good luck uh, with your uh, production at WBBJ. I know you're anticipating looking for a rising star in the broadcasting world in Jackson, Tennessee. As we, you know, we're also a small small market here in Columbus. Who knows, you know, um, how the roads may lead, you know. <laughs> Maybe one day I might end up there. You never know. <laughs> but, yeah. Also, good luck to the Lions and Lady Lions in the NAIA tournament as both they have made the tournament and they will play this Friday as well. That's right, man. I'm always proud of our, uh, of our Lady Lions. Wish them the best. Um, it's awesome what they did, the tournament um, um, in Columbus not too long ago. You know, had, had a great uh, a great run right there, so I'm very proud of them. Oh, yeah, I can elaborate on uh, the Lady Lions softball team and their trip to Columbus. I talked to Coach Todd Humphrey, who remembered me after all these years, and uh, they won five games. Yeah, I mean, they, they got a great team, and uh, very proud of them, for sure. All right, so as you know, Freed Harmon is looking for a new sports information director, and so if I apply for it and get it, my first order of business is to schedule a home-and-home home between Freed Harmon and Pepperdine. That's right. We are making that trip to Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California, and we are going to take on the Pepperdine Waves. I cannot wait for it. Freed Harmon versus Pepperdine. If you do it, I am on it. I am on that bus. I will be there for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're just having fun, though. I mean, I still play College Hoops 2K8. And <laughs> but no, it's great having you on the show. Uh, yeah, the, we, we had fun, and uh, definitely we got to do this again. I love just this video uh, podcast that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Um, anytime you want to do it, man, um, I'm, I'm always up for it whenever, um, you know, whenever I can do it. You know, I, pre- I appreciate you always letting me do it with you. All right, that was Brad Page, and I hope that everybody has a great evening. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.